This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. If you Google the name Sarah Goldblatt, interestingly enough, the Wikipedia result comes up in Afrikaans. From that, you'll learn that Sarah Goldblatt was born in London in 1889, died in Cape Town in 1975, was an Afrikaans journalist, teacher, and the literary, literary executor of C.J. Langenhoven. Her great-niece, Dominique Malcheva, believed that there was so much more to this woman than what we know and went out in search of this information. This resulted in her book that has just launched entitled Searching for Sarah, The Woman Who Loved Langenhoven. Dominique, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Pleasure. Dominique, uh, tell me a little bit about your interest in Sarah Goldblatt. Well, my interest in Sarah is that she was always mentioned as someone in our family who devoted her life to Langenhoven. That that we all knew. That was the family rumor. Well, not the rumor. That was the family story. I only met Sarah once in my life when I was uh, about nine years old or could be seven years old. Now I'm getting my whole story confused. I've spoken about this so much. I only met her once. Um, and I was interested to know what it was that she had to do with Lionhoven. Yeah. When you met her, tell me about her at that time as a child. What did you see? I vaguely recall it. We met her in Hermanus. Uh, we lived in, uh, in, in, Jeha- we actually were about to come, uh, move to Johannesburg from Winter. We, I was born in Namibia and we met her in Cape Town. We came for a holiday in Cape Town, in fact, in Hermanus. And I met her once and I have a very, uh, um, uh, blurred memory of her other than she was similar to her sister Rebecca who was um, much more of a presence in my life and they looked similar they were both sort of roundish characters quite um, sort of strict and, and, and sort of tenacious um, and she promised me a book on whales and that's all I remember of Sarah. How difficult was it to trace because obviously she'd already passed on and possibly her sisters as well when you and her brother, she had a brother as well. When you started to trace her history, how many people were willing to talk and knew her? It was difficult. I must say it was very difficult because I didn't know of any of of the personal connections that she would have had during her life. So I knew that there were a lot of professional associations. And I, I sort of from I, I started looking at the biography of Kanamea, which of, of Langenhoven, and that's really where I found the connections of the people that she would have spent time with because she was pretty ostracized from the family, actually, in many respects. The family didn't really know what she was doing. Um, and that's the sadness that this story has brought out for me is the fact that there was this remarkable woman who, for whatever reason, um, kept very much to herself and actually didn't immerse herself in her own family and seemed to have kept to, uh, you know, sort of um, immersed herself in Langenhoven's family. Um, so the family was difficult. They couldn't really tell me. Remember, my, my mom is in her 80s. Her her older sister, Naomi, uh, uh, Michal, lives in Israel. She is 90, uh, she's 94, I think now. So they're all elderly and, and didn't, couldn't really tell me much about Sarah. My mom had a lot of contact with her when she was studying at UCT and Sarah lived in Cape Town. So she could tell me stories of, of, of that personal connection. But so the family connections, you know, memories of times that she'd spent with her. But I looked for the personal, the life stories of her through her work from 
references in the biography of Langenhoven and they and went to Elsa Hubert, who seemed to have a very close contact from a writing perspective. Dominique, she lived at a very interesting time in terms of being Jewish in South Africa. You know, I saw that at some stage she was in Otsu and we were recently in Otsu and I didn't see any mention of her in the museum there. What was the life like at that time? Well, you know, I, I feel as if I've got to now go back and explore the whole history of Otsu and from the Jewish perspective, which is an interesting story. And it's a very sad town at the moment. And the Jews have really left Otsu and in, 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 I think in their droves. So at the time that she was, that she started working for Langenhoven, which was in 1912. It was it was the height of the ostrich feather industry. In fact, it is one of the lovely little stories that I tell is that when I got married in 94, instead of having a bouquet, I actually had an ostrich feather as my um, as my um, bouquet. Sadly, it got lost after the wedding. So and we were all traumatized about that because it was one of those heirlooms that had passed through the family. Quite interesting. We'd all had that ostrich feather actually at our wedding. So and I, you know, I'd only ever been to Otsu and I, I went there now, obviously, to do some research. But Ertzen is a very different town now. And, um, you know, I feel like I need to go back and explore the whole Jewish history there. Um, it's a fascinating town. It had a thriving Jewish community. And I think that's where the affiliation between the, between the Jews and, and, and the Afrikaans-speaking people kind of was, was, was um, you know, it was a close affiliation between them. So I think there's another whole history to explore. I really don't know enough about Oatsen. I need to go back. It is an absolutely fascinating little town. And, um, yeah, I think they're trying really hard also to revive the tourism industry. So, uh, yes, um, yeah, I think with, yeah, I think that they're suffering badly now because of course they are, they come alive with the Kaka in Car, which is the big festival that is held in, in March, April. And that has disappeared. That's really where they get most of their revenue from. So I think it's a sad, it's sad at the moment. I feel desperately sad for Oatson at the moment. Was there resistance to the idea? in either the Jewish or the Afrikaans community at the time, to a supposed affair between Langenhoven and Sarah? All I can say is that one's got to one's got to put yourself in that time in general, whether it's between the Jews and the Afrikaans or whatever. When you know, when one is appointed as a young executrix of, of this literary I mean he was a literary great person. You know, he was a prolific writer. He was a very influential a man who highly respected, had an enormous, extensive amount of work. Um, and suddenly uh, she is appointed. She's a young Jewish woman, not married, not part of the family. Um, and there is this rumor that, you know, they had a closer relationship than people would have possibly liked. At the time that she was appointed in 1932 when he died, it was it was pretty scandalous, and I think that there must have been some kind of speculation as to well, well why why was she appointed? So yeah, I don't think it was you know it was certainly not the norm, especially not not for a woman. So I think she sort of broke all what's the word um, all sort of boundaries in terms of the type of person and what that one would normally expect to be appointed as 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 the executor of of such a enormous literary estate. Do you think her role as a um, has been acknowledged, fully acknowledged, or is that why you write the book? Well, I think this is the problem, you know, and this is the this is the, the sort of sensitivity that has emerged, particularly in the Afrikaans market. The English market doesn't really know of the controversy going on out there. Uh, but, the, you know, the problem is she had, well, she has never really, there's never been a comprehensive biography written about her. The only, the only reference that anyone had was to Kanamea. And Kanamea for me presented many problems because he seemed to be disparaging of her. 
he had to include her in his biography because she was part of London. They, they sort of they sort of were joined at the hip um, in terms of the work that they did and the time. I mean, she spent 20 years with him before he died, and then she was spent another 45 years trying to keep him alive. So she was a pretty a pretty fierce a, a pretty you know a, a force to be reckoned with in his life. Whether she'd been properly acknowledged, well, I don't know. You know, I don't. There certainly was no written material about her. There was no comprehensive biography, as I mentioned in the book. There, there was a, a threat from one of the Berger uh, people that worked at Berger to write a biography, and he said, "Oh no, it's too daunting. There's just too much about it." And I think also because some of it was hidden. So, um, you know, there is this feeling amongst Afrikaners that she has partly been given the recognition, and I'm not quite sure where, because it seems to me that she, that she has been sidelined. Um, I don't think that people really want to acknowledge her for the proper role that she played in his life, both personally and and as as a literary executrix. You know, there's no, when you say, when you go to Oatsun, there's nothing about her. They didn't, they could tell me nothing about her. Um, if I go to the Jewish Museum in Cape Town, they didn't know about her. No one knew about her. So, um, if, but the Afrikaners knew about her. You know, they, they, every time I sort of I'd come out of nowhere, you know, I would be talking about a book and somebody would say, Oh, you mean Sarah Goldblatt? I was absolutely flabbergasted that people know, knew her name. So it's all been a real, um, interesting journey for me finding, finding Sarah. I have to be honest. Yeah. Dominique, what has the response to the book been in the Afrikaner community? Well, um, as I suspected, there's been a mixed response, and and it's and it's and it's based on on two things really. The the thing is that I've I've taken on Kanamea. I have gone through his his biography, and I have questioned some of the some of the things that he mentioned, some of the things that he I think quotes out of context. He has to talk about Sarah, but I don't think he was very pleasant about her, and I don't think she was properly acknowledged in in that respect. And then of course the other side is the is the Langenhoven extended family who I did contact in the beginning of my search and who gave me the impression that the materials that they had about Sarah were not going to be shared with me for whatever reason. So I I was always slightly I felt I was slightly on the back foot with whatever I was going to do. I was I was going to be attacked somewhere. And I've, I've kind of expected it. And um, strangely enough, and, this, and I have to say this, is that the criticism seems to come from from older Afrikaans male academics, which I feel is also another story to be told there, because I do think that there is a overarching patriarchal kind of feeling towards these things. So I hesitate to say it, but I think it's true. Um, and I don't think women are really lauded as, as biographers. Um, and they don't really like to have their say as I have. I've been, I've been quite, quite brave, I think, in many respects in what I've done here, but it's, it was not never, it, it, you know, I never thought about it like that. It was just, I just went on about it in my own way. Dominique, your family and the Jewish community's response to the book? Oh, well, I've been, my family has been completely overawed by it. I mean, I've, my, when I spoke to my, aunt in, in Israel who phoned me, I literally was in tears. She said to me, you have done the most marvelous thing for this family. You know, just to, just to uncover the, the, the various parts of Sarah, which they didn't know about, you know, they speculated on much of it and they really did think that there was a child, but they somehow n- were never en- enough involved in her life to explore it. And so there's been, no, they've been, they've been completely amazed and, and, and really grateful. I've spent the time to, you know, to, to pay, to pay tribute to her. Um, because she was a pretty remarkable woman. And, um, and I think they've only really discovered that now. 
sadly. You mentioned a child. Mm. Um, I know that story's in the book. Uh, <laughs> yes. It is in the book. It is so if you book. want to learn more about the child, are we buying the book and reading it? Is that what you suggest? I think so. I think, well, I hope you buy it for very other, for various reasons. And I think that's been the other thing is that it, the story is not about the child. It's about Sarah. And that was what the criticism was in the Afrikaans community is that I, I you know, I never had concrete evidence. Well, I never set out to, to find the concrete evidence, although I have to say that since the book has been out, I've had so many interesting conversations that has really reinforced my belief that that there was a child, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be it wouldn't be um, a unique story. You know, many many children have been given up for adoption in their lifetimes, plenty of children, and I don't you know I mean there, there are thousands of stories out there of unknown adoptions. There were closed adoptions. The adoption laws have changed over the years. I think there must be many children that really don't know where they where they belong or who they belong to. I think that, you know, I've been toying about the idea and everyone keeps saying, oh, you've got to carry on with the story where it's an open-ended story. Um, and I'm thinking about it, obviously, but I've, I don't know. I don't know. It's, an, it's a fascinating story, I think. I really think it's a fascinating story. If anybody would like to get buy the book, what should they do? Well, they should approach the bookshops. I hope it should be it should be pretty much all countrywide um, in the bookshops. I know I believe that in Johannesburg they even exclusive books are sold out um, one or you know once or twice. I looked here, there wasn't one here, but they should all be at, at various bookshops around the country. And then obviously online. I'm not an online ebook reader, but it is online. It should be everywhere. And if not, then get hold of the publishers and ask them why on earth not. So it should be there. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your for having me. It's been lovely chatting. Thank you. That was Dominique Malheva, the author of the book Searching for Sarah, The Woman Who Loved Langenhoven.